Yo people, welcome to Conversations with Kenji. I'm Kenji Gori, professional footballer, mindset coach and founder of On The Ball. This podcast provides a platform for those in the football world to share their stories, perspectives and life on and off the pitch. Welcome back to Conversations with Kenji. Today we are joined with my big brother Nathan Dyer. I played with Nath at Swansea and he's had a massive impact in my personal development journey. At the end of my time at Swansea, we had a lot of deep combos as well. And uh, I'd love to bring them on here today. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. It's good to see you uh, you flying and doing your, doing your thing. It's, it's really good to see. Nah, I really do appreciate that, man. And obviously you started, you, you saw it from the start, man. You kind of saw it from, from how it kind of came. But you know what I love about you, Nave? Like, we were speaking about it the other day as well. Mm. And you treat everybody equally. And I know it sounds mad to say, right? But it's actually true in the football world. And it's like, it, but it's true. Like in the football world, the more games you play, like the better teams that you played for, the more tro- trophies you've won, the more respect you have. Yeah. But you just respected the same way you would anybody. Mm-hmm. Like you respected for who they were. And I just love that about you. Like even when I was in under 23s, like at the time, and you treat you would treat me the exact same as you would treat a first team player. Mm. So yeah. I just I just respect that a lot about you, man. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's, you know, it's I, you know I have to say my mum and dad always taught me you know to treat people how you'd like to be treated. And you know when I was younger, a situation happened to me um, from you know a world known sports person. You know he, he was in athletics and. Um, you know, he kind of shot me down when, you know, I was so excited as a kid to go and speak to him. And, you know, he just shot me down. And whether he was having a bad time at the moment, at, you know, at that time or or what, um, you know, it knocked me back. And, I, and I've, you know, you know, made me sad. And I straight from then, I said to myself, you know, if I ever made it, you know, I would always be myself. I would always speak to anyone and everyone, you know, down to, you know, the cleaners, down to people that, you know, do all types of jobs, you know, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're they're human beings. They're, they're just like mm. me, like you. Um, I know I wasn't born into into anything. I wasn't born into money. I wasn't born into you know um, wealth at all. So why, if I start doing well in the world, do I have the right to look down and speak down on other people? That's not right. You know, mm. um, you being able to say good morning to somebody that alone, you know, gives somebody a bit of happiness and ah, you know, he's noticed me. You know, he's no matter who you are, if you made it to the top of you, you know, you see somebody down walking down the street or in your work zone and you take your time out just to say, good morning, how are you? That means so much to them that you don't realise how much that's going to impact on their life. I couldn't agree more with you, Nate. Like, I couldn't actually agree more with you. And that's, you know what? And it's so strange that to say, but it's, that's rare, mm. right? As a mm. footballer in the football world that we actually, the world that we live in, like, it's rare. Like a lot of footballers don't really see that side of things. And, and obviously like, you know, they go through certain situations that aren't going to get the best out of them or they see football as like a, a different sort of space and they have to act a certain way. You know, was there ever a time where you felt like you act, had to act a certain way just because of the situation or the circumstance? Yeah, 100%. Um, there's been a few, you know, occasions. More so when, you know, you're in that time frame of trying to make it into into the first team um you're on the brink and you're trying to make it so 
you know you want to be in with you know the in crowd as you'd say so you know mm-hmm. you, and they they try and you know kind of put you under their wing and they bring you in and you feel like you have to to do or say certain things to for them to be to like you um and to accept you whereas you wouldn't actually be like that you know anywhere else you know i've i've said and done stuff um you know to people which you know made me feel bad you know afterwards and i thought about it and it was just because i was with the in crowd at the time you know i thought i've got to make a joke here i've got to join in i've got you know i you know not rather than standing your ground and saying no that's you know stop that that's that's out of order don't speak like that don't you know don't treat anybody like that um so i think you know in football it's a it's it's a strange world you know you you everybody wants to make it to the top and when you start to get into that zone um people can always you know take the eye off of off of the prize which is first and foremost is making it as a footballer and second is just being a good person and that's what i brought myself on being through life i want to be remembered as you know yeah he was a good footballer but he was a really nice guy yeah it's so true man that's so so true what you're saying like even like going back to to when i was trying to break into the first team and you know you had you ash and noughts at the time i can remember and you know like big characters there and i was like trying to like be in on it you know so i would like do things to try and get attention from you guys you know like try and get attention from it. it's like yeah kenji you're a sick guy man safe like when that i wouldn't really do that sort of things you know like i mean i just kind of wanted to be in with the crowd you know, and it's mad that you say that, but like as a young player trying to make it, trying to get through, like that's where that's where it's kind of difficult now because you're trying to be somebody that you're not, mm. and like even even like trying to just trying to encourage the young players to kind of just be themselves mm. and to be who they actually are to the core rather than put on an act to someone that you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, massively. I mean, like, for me, I like to to give you know um self belief to 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 the younger boys um you know just to to let them know that they they are their own person and to bring that you know rather than be a mold of somebody else you know it's easy in football you know we, as you know we're, it's a, such a it's such a bubble that we're in you know um and i don't know whether it's through age or experience or what but when you finally decide to kind of break out of that bubble and you can see you know things from other perspectives that's when you you know you can you can realize that no actually that's wrong you know Mm. Um, not the way to do things but like you said coming up and you know you just want to just want to do everything to be that guy to be that person and get involved in all that's going on you know um i remember i was what i was 15 16 no i was 16 actually i was just i just finished school and I moved um, from home and I lived in what we called the lodge. So it was a big house um, full of first and second year pros. And um, there was, you know, players, Leon Best, Dexter Blackstock. Um, and at the time, you know, they were big guys for one. Big you know? guys. Oh, yeah, they're big personalities. And, you know, you just end up wanting to just be with them all the time. So, you you know, you'd roll with them, you'd you know, do certain stuff just to be with them so that, yeah, Nave, come with me, come with me, yeah, come with us, cool, you know, um, so yeah, it's, um, it's a strange, it's a strange, strange world football, strange world. Yeah, man, but just to go into that a little bit, right, like, even with you, like, you started at Southampton, Mm -hmm. and at a young age, you know, you're breaking into that first team, Mm. like, how was that process for you at Southampton? 
yeah, it was. Do, do you know what? It was it was crazy because I think from what I see now, obviously I've got children now, so they love playing football. But when mm. I take them to football, I, all I see is parents putting so much pressure on them to to make it to you know. And in the, these are like five five year old children, and I'm thinking, wow, just let them play and let, let them enjoy it. Um, and that was one thing that I I loved that my mum and dad did for me was they just they just took all that pressure away and just let me enjoy football you know and I love football so much you know I didn't ever turn around to, to them and say oh I don't want to play you know I don't want to do this and do that because they just you know if you want to go to training go to training if you don't you know then then fine you know um obviously they'll let me know that you you know you've got talent and you know to try and you know use that but there was no pressure um so coming up it was um it was it was relatively, you know, pressure-free. And um, and then my mom told me, actually, just before they start, they were going to issue contracts. They said, oh, Nate, just to let you know, they're um, deciding on whether to, uh, you know, give you a contract or not. And I said, I didn't know about that. You know, I was, I was, I was nervous. I was, like, panicking. And, um, but thankfully, you know, I was, I, you know, I did well in, you know, playing and in the games and stuff that they, that they took me. So, um you know, making it was 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 tough. I think you know, and then going through like a a stage of first year and second year pro. Mm. That that's that's the time when you know you start kicking on. But because you moved away from home, you know, it's a new new area, new situation. You, you know, you start to there's there's nightclubs and you know there's there's, there's girls and you know that you, you wanted to you start driving and you wanted to do mm. all of these things without trying to take that attention away from, from, from football, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, I say luckily, luckily for me, you know, I still always had that, that passion and love for football that I thought, you know, I did know when it started to get a little bit too, too, too much, I took a step back and, you know, knuckled mm. down, concentrated. Yeah. Like that's, it's, it's interesting you say that because, you know, you get, as a footballer, you get exposed to the, to the life early, you know, mm. you got, you got a lot of resources there. You're around people with a lot of money. So it's, it's, you get exposed to it from early, right? And, and that becomes the norm. That becomes like normal. Like it's normal to go out and, and to do that sort of thing. Like, but even for you to like go back to that time, like you said, like, you, you know, your head was still like, no, I know what's wrong and right. But still, but still you get tempted by the guys, right? But like how how did you actually still concentrate on football as well as all these distractions? Like how did you actually manage all of that? Um I don't know. I think, you know, there was a time when, you know, a lot of a lot of the boys around my age, you know, were like sneaking out to go out and and I, I did do it a few times, you know. I'm not gonna say I didn't, because I did, you know, um quite a bit, but um I think that, you know, I played very well. That I got into the first team quite early. You know, I played, I, I got into the first team at 17 years old. Mm -hmm. So um, in that sense, I was kind of away from that, um, you know, not that pressure, but that, that situation where, you know, they're, they're still doing those things because, you know, they were training here and I was with the first team. So it was different timings and yeah. different different locations and situations so luckily you know for me I was I was away from from it quite a bit but you know early stages I was you know doing the same thing you know we were going out and um all the rest of it you know finishing football and I mean even things like not going to bed um till 
two, three o'clock in the morning and, you know, you got, you got to be up at six, seven, you know, and you, you're killing your body, but you're young. So, you, you know, you kind of bounce back quickly. So you don't really, it doesn't take effect on you um, as yeah. much at that age. So, you know, you just think, oh yeah, I'm good. I'm all right. I feel good. You know, and then I come back after training, have a sleep and, um, and do repeat the same thing again. Um, so yeah, I was, I think, you know, being able to concentrate more helped when I got into the first team, um, when I played, um, and I was 17, um, Harry Redknapp gave me my debut in the cup and, you know, I scored, um, I scored and I got man of the match. So, you know, things kind of just took off for me from then. Wow. That's amazing, man. Like even go like going through all the age groups, being from there and stuff like, how was that feeling for you to just make it and to just be like, wow, it's actually come at such a young age, like going, even like going into a first team dressing room right at 17 years old like being around these kind of players that are just like wow these are the guys that i looked up to these are the guys that that are on a different sort of level than me like how was that experience from coming to from youth into that you know it was it was intimidating i was intimidating but again thankful thankfully for me and you know the players that were in the first team at the time um were good pros they were they were they weren't there was no egos you know and and I, and I was coming through at Southampton when there was big players there at the time you know there was Peter Crouch um you know he's a great guy you know love that guy so funny um Dennis Wise was you know still playing towards the end of his career Jamie Redknapp um you know so so I was coming through when um there were still those big names there you know that have done you know a lot in 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 the game but you know they they kind of just said Nave come with me you know um and it was and it was cool yeah, I remember my first training session we had to get into we had to get into twos do a little bit of passing back and forth you know everyone was you oh, know, that, it? yeah come 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 on let's go they had all their partners and I'm there standing there thinking oh you know, <laughs> oh, I've just stood there you know and and Jamie Redknapp said Nave come with me you know he said come over here so I went with him and we was just knocking it back and forth and from then he just went up into my estimation, I thought, yeah, like, I love this guy, you know. He took that time out to mm. make me not feel uncomfortable and to welcome me in. And, you know, because it's a daunting prospect. Coming into the first team anyways, even if you're even if you're getting signed from another team, going into another team, it's a daunting. But being a younger boy, at, you know, especially at that age, 17, you know, you're playing with, with men that are nearly 32, 33. Um, and for them to welcome you like that was, was yeah, was, um, it settled me really well. Um, and I'll never thank, uh, you know, Jamie Redknapp um, enough for that. Wow, man. That is so lit because it even shows that you loved it that much that you kind of modelled that. You know, mm. like you made me feel like that. Mm. Like you were always like, Kenji, come on, man. Let's see, you know, like, come on, man. You never made me feel left out or made me feel a certain type of way about coming into the first team. Like I was... I was also like a bit of a, you know, a character there as mm. well. Mm. Like so I wasn't really loud. Like I was loud. I was loud. And then you, <laughs> I remember you said, can you chill, man? Chill. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. I was loud. I was, um, I was a character with it. But you kind of did make me feel comfortable. Mm. You know, there were certain other characters that, you know, tried to make you feel a certain type of way to try and, you know, not, not, not do that. But you, you really did model what Jamie Redknapp did for you to mm. me. You know, so it really does, it does, it's so important how you treat somebody, like, especially like, like, that's what I'm seeing from you now is like how you treat someone because it, it passes on, 
It passes yeah. on to that next person. It passes on to the next person. And that's what really life's about is to show impact people's lives and, and help them go through the situation that they're actually going through. But was there any pressure for you at that time? Um, again, no, because, because it kind of happened so quick for me, you know. Um, it was, I was always that one where people were going, you know, when you, you know, there's certain players were going up in age group or up to age group. I was never that guy, you know. I was always in my age group right to the last moment. And I remember saying to mum, I was like, mum, like, why am I still in this group? Everyone's moved up and I'm still, you know, I'm still here, you know, with kids that moved up from the lower groups, you know. So what's happening here? I need to find out that, you know, the, um, the coach and the scout at the time told my mum and dad that they wanted me to stay there because I did things, you know, they right, I did things correct. They wanted them to see how, you know, it should be done kind of thing, you know. I know I, you know, I worked, my work rate's always been 110%, you know. I, you know, never um, think, I never had an ego. I never thought I was better than anybody else. Um, so they they told my mom eventually that that's the reason, that was the reason why. Um but then, you know, coming and making it into the first team, it did kind of happen quite quick. Like I said to you, it was, oh, what, first year pro and then going into my second year, turning 17, you know, I was bang, I was kind of straight in. I think, in fact, yeah, I got in the squad actually um, at 16, but I was like, you know, just in, in the stands and that was with Gordon Strachan at the time. Um, so then shortly after that, um, that was before we got, they got relegated to the, to the championship from the Prem. Um, and I never remember it was like Van Nistelrooy scored um, against um, against us to, to beat us two one. It was just it was crazy seeing that you know I've got the shirt at the home, my first ever you know, watch shirt. But then coming into the first team, yeah, it, it happened quick for me, um, and it just yeah just kind of just rolled with it. To be fair, you know, again I, I've always been um, a guy that just takes things in his stride. You know, I never look too far ahead. Um, you know, it's always like the next the, that day or that moment that the next day it was never you know what's happening you know six months time or a year's time where I know a lot of people plan for stuff and I never planned for anything I just did my best and you know hope that things would work out and you know eventually it did um and you know like I said I, I made my debut um at 17 and I was coming through at the time with Theo Walcott so me and him went I remember we went for our first pre-season um with the team and you know it was it was surreal but that's when I started to learn the game because when I was younger I was fast you know I was faster than anybody really you know I just used to just knock it and go past players so we were doing a training session now and I thought yeah I come up against um a centre-back Cloud uh Klaus Lundekram his name was um captain and uh you know, he, he was slow, you know, couldn't move. So I thought, 1v1, yeah, I've got him. So I've gone, dropped the shoulder, knocked the ball past him. I thought, I'm just going to go. He's just stepped his body across me and just body checked me kind of thing. And I fell to the ground and everyone's laughing at me. And, uh, you know, that shout came out, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and, and you know what I did? Do you know what? I went, when I went back to my room, I started press-ups. <laughs> Well, I started doing press-ups. I was down. One, two. I started doing press-ups. Well, I need to get strong. I need to get strong. But it wasn't that case. It was just learning the game, you know. But at the time, I thought, oh, I've got pace, but I'm not strong. I'm, I was small, you know, which I knew. And so I thought, no, I've got to get strong now. <laughs> I started doing press-ups in, in my room. 
Oh my gosh. Oh, that is so funny. That is too funny. It's true though. It's true. Like obviously you're young, you try to you try to get there. But you know, it gets to a point at Southampton, you know, you're playing, things are going well, and you move, you go out on a couple of loans as well. Mm. You go out to a couple of loans. How were them loan experiences for you? Yeah, it was um it was kind of I was a bit I was a bit annoyed to be fair because again me and Theo came in through at the same time. Um I played in the cup, like I said, done very well. Um and then Harry Redknapp, you know, I thought, you know, I'd be connecting in and around the first team then. And then Harry Harry Redknapp said to me, um, pulled me in a meet um in his room and said, Nath, look, um, you've done well, but I think that you 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 know gain more from playing games, you know. I wanted to go out on loan. So I got, you know, I was taken aback by that. I thought, oh, okay, um, fair enough. So he said, you know, I wanted to go. Um, there's a couple of teams, you know, that I've got for you. And Burnley was one at the time. And they were, they were quite high in the championship, actually. They were, I think they were like sixth or seventh or something. Um, Southampton at this time were, I think they were just trying to survive relegation. Yeah, they were around, around the bottom, bottom half of the table. And um, so he said, yeah, I want you to go and get some 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 minutes and stuff. So I thought, okay, cool. You know, and then it was like, where's Burnley? Um, and then it was up north. And I was like, up north? I've never been up north in my life. What's happening here? So, yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in a hotel room all by myself, you know. It's like, you know, trying to make my way into training. And, you know, like, thankfully, you know, again, um, you know, I don't know whether it was because I'm, <laughs> I'm a I'm a likable person, but people helped me, you know, people did help me. Um, you know, I'm going to throw out some old school names here. You know, I had, I played with Adi, Adi Akinbae. Oh my days. Yeah. See what I'm saying? This is what I mean. Like I came through at, the, at that time, a really young age where, you know, there was still a lot of older pros there playing until they were like 35. So I was playing with people like that. Frank Sinclair was, was captain at the time. You know, he was great for me. You know, he's like, you know, he's like my, my, he's like my, dad away from home kind of thing he was like Nave come with me um you know I'll show you what's going on and where to do things and it was it was it was good I settled in really well um and uh you know I was meant to be there for I think it was three months but <laughs> I played four games I scored two and again you know things kicked off you know I had um you know you know, I think boot sponsorship started to come in and yeah you know, yeah yeah you know, rest in peace to to Phil Regis, who was my mentor and agent at the time. He um he rang me and just said, um, Nath, you know, you you you're making you're making waves. You know, you you're making your name about the place here. Um, and um, Southampton want to recall you. So, you know, I was buzzing. You know, so I was out for a little bit. Um, so I wasn't there for that long. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a good it was a good experience. You know, like you know, you don't nobody. I can't say that unless. You, you're um, probably a little bit older, say 22, 23, you know, where you're thinking, yeah, do you know what? I'm not breaking in. I need to go on loan. Then, you know, you're a bit more, a bit more mature, a bit more, you know, astute. But I was young. I was 17. And, wow. you know, to, to be said to go out on loan, I was kind of, I don't want to leave, you know. I want to mm. This is all I know, you know. I'm mm. stepping unknown on my own, you know. Um, so it was yeah. no, a great experience. It's mad because, like, you know, it gets to a point where you have to leave home, in it, and that's like, you know, and that's tough for people. That's tough for players, and because you leave home at an early age, like I remember, like leaving home at sixteen, mm. and you go into digs and that, and you just, yeah. you're not at home anymore. Even though yeah. my my home was like not far from there, but then I moved to Swansea when I'm eighteen, 
And right. it's like, right, I've got to cook myself four hours away from home. I've got to do everything myself. I'm like, I'm turn, like, you have to turn into a man, right? And I was like, I'm a big man now, you know? <laughs> like, that's how you're feeling. You're feeling like you're a big man now, you know? Like, you, you're the, you, you got everything together now. You're paying your own bills, your own rules. My house had a lot of rules, so I've got my own rules. Mm. You know, like, everything's, everything's coming to place. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is me. I was in power in Swansea. I was like, yeah, this is, this is me. Yeah. You know, and, 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 it, and it can get hard for people. Like at the time for me, like it really did. It was tough. Mm. You know, it was tough. Like it, it, you have to have your own responsibilities. You start doing things that, that to distract you, you know, you start doing things that you shouldn't really do. You know, I was going out a lot. I was, uh, mm. I was gambling at the time, you know, it's that, it's that sort of thing. Like go and do things that you, to try and distract yourself from what you're actually there to do. Mm. And it's it's so important to really stay focused on your actual goal, like you said. But how important, like you spoke about your mentor and and, who helped, and your agent who helped you. How important do you feel like a mentor is? I think it's I think it's you know it's the number one thing that football players should have. You know, above above agents, above anything in in football, um, you need to have a mentor, and not just a mentor. You need to have somebody who's gone through and had that experience themselves so that they can they can share with you you know it's not about having a mentor who tells you what to do right. you know I want them to to first of all just listen because sometimes you know when you have a problem or something you know you're not training well or you're not getting picked or something's going on and you want or you played and you got taken off and you don't know why because you felt like you're doing good at the time mm-hmm. sometimes you want to offload and for me speaking to my family and my friends you know they would always give me no matter what they give me positive feedback yeah. you, know? you know my mum would always be like I say oh I didn't play very well today mum she's like yes you did in fact she'll be like yeah turn your man yeah you're well you need to look back on the footage and look on your goals you play well so I was like right. <laughs> So my mum would always be like, yo, you know, look back on, look, look, you need to get the clips, get the clips, and you play better than you did. By the time I knew, you know, when everybody no played better, yeah, yeah, yeah. Played well, when they didn't, no matter if you scored or, or even if you scored and you played bad, yeah. you know, you played bad. So having Cyril at the time was was key because he, you know, he um he gave me a lot of a lot of advice and a lot of um a lot of confidence to you know to be myself and 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 most of the time to be fair Kendrick was it was him just asking me how I was as a person you know just how how are you not not how's football going or mm. you know is, is you know is your finances okay and all those things that you know again are uh, you, you need to 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 have them in the right place and everything is you know but to be how are you how are you feeling life mm. you know and it's in it's that question where it takes you back like oh how am I feeling? You know, you haven't, I haven't taken a time to, to think about that. Mm. I'm not, I don't think I'm feeling too well, actually, you know, um, things that, you know, cause you don't know at the time you, when you're, when you're down or you're low, you still feel, yeah, I'm all right. You know, your mum and dad, mm. yeah, I'm good. Your girlfriend, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. But inside you're not inside you're hurting. Um, and you know, again, he, he was that person, you know, even things like just asking him to, do, do I go and knock on the door? What do I do? You know, and he yeah. would just give me alternative, uh, alternative advice about, you know, um, things that I didn't think that mattered in football, you know, like showing up early to training, you know, mm-hmm. going in the gym, 
doing extras after training. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I thought, well, if you're good enough, you're going to play. But mm-hmm. as I got older, you know, there's a lot more to it than the meets the eye. Yeah. Yeah. It's so powerful you're saying that because, like, for me, it's vital, you know, and also how when I started to invest in myself, like, my life started to change, mm. you know, like the, the, the best thing that you can do is invest in yourself, you know, and really just getting the best out of you. Like, and that's, and I don't even mean that as money. Like it's mm. investing time in yourself. It's investing like that, that certain energy that you're putting in yourself. Like, no, I am going to go to the gym. No, I am going to call this person. No, I am going to do certain things to better yourself. You know, mm. and like that investment that I did in myself of, of actually investing in a mindset coach to, to manage my emotions and to really understand who I was, you know, as a footballer, you, you kind of, you know, forget who you are, <laughs> you know, you really forget who you are. And, you know, with all the ups and downs of what football brings, it's mm. hard to manage all them emotions at the time. So, but going into that, bro, like, you know, football, <laughs> so many ups, so many downs and mm. um, is there a specific moment that you had to go through and overcome that really does stand out for you? Yeah, it, I mean, I have to say, you know, throughout my career, I've never thinking things came early um, and it just kind of went up for me. Um, mm-hmm. There was um, there was a few things. There's been a few things in my career, um, off the field and on the field, that that I had to overcome. Um, I think one of them was was when you know I got got in trouble, um, you know, with the police, and you know I was out, and you know things happened, and you know it was all over the papers, and I'm over playing games, and you know the whole crowd was was you know just abusing me, and you know I couldn't believe it, you know I was it was literally the whole stands away stands were chat um were after me, and you know it was it was it was a difficult time for me. Um, I felt like I let my first of all my family down my mom and dad you know um but then you know they gave me that reassurance that you know who I was as a person and and you are not you are not that person that they tried to perceive in the paper and you know tried to bring you down so you know I rose up and and you know I had to have strong strong people behind me and you know I was able to get out of that situation um and with football wise I think again it's been it was plain sailing for me as in playing wise you know I always played I was in every team and I had a lot of managers and but every every season, you know, I played um the games and um it got to I think um I think it was with Graham Potter not so a couple of years ago now. Mm. And um that was one of the biggest hurdles I've had to overcome was being told that, you know, you can kinda go, um, you can leave. You know, you're not you're not wanted, and you know they said it was down to to my wages and money and stuff. But who knows what it's down to? And yeah. you know, you're training, and I'm training well. I'm training better than other people at the time, and I'm thinking I should, you know, I should. I feel like I should be in a team now. You know, um, it was you know happened to me and Wayne Rutledge at the same time, and thankfully, you know, he was there as a shoulder to lean on as well. Because mm-hmm. if I went through that on my own, I don't know if it would have been a different outcome, but you know, again, you know, speaking to my mentor, Cyril, and him making, just, just making me know that what I've done and, you know, who I am, um, it helped massively. And, you know, eventually uh, I broke back into the team and, you know, played, played, played until the end of the season, which was, which was amazing. But having that downfall, you know, I never had in my career that 
a lot of footballers have from an early age and you know need to overcome mm-hmm. had it into age when I'm kind of thinking mm-hmm. well hold on I, I always play what, what what's the difference now what's happening now so wow that's big man like because you know like I've had so many knockbacks from young like from young mm-hmm. from United days but like to hear that from you, how it all went up, 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 and now suddenly you got something that you've never really experienced before. It's like a, it's like a kick in the teeth. It's mm. Like, huh? like mm. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You've not experienced this emotion before. But just to go back to the police situation and that situation that you that you went through, you know, like with the fans being on you and uh, mm. being in the newspaper for the th- for some things that are just terrible for mm. people to say about you. Like, how did you overcome that? Like, how did you actually deal with that at that time? Um, I mean, first of all, I ran away. I'm not going to lie. I ran away, went home, um, stayed at home. And my wife, uh, <laughs> mad my wife now, um, was my girlfriend. Then um, we just started to, to see each other um, a couple of months before that incident happened. And, you know, you know, I remember ringing her and saying, like, you know, I'm sorry, I can understand if you don't want to be with me, because literally it was everywhere on paper, you know. Um, and and she said, what do you mean? She said, I know you, that's that's not you as a person, you know, you're a, you're a nice guy, you'd never do that. Um, so, and she was, she said to me, you know, come and, come, and, come and stay with me. And, you know, I just said, no, I'm going home. So I went home to my mum and dad's and, you know, it took a while. It took a while for me to, to pick myself back up because, you know, I just wanted the ground to swallow me up and, you know, that was, that was me finished. Um, but I mean, I think, again, just having that, that, that family um, support, which unfortunately, you know, a lot of young footballers I know don't, don't have that, you know. You know, for one, having family to to be there i mean they came to every single game you know come rain or shine that's going back into youth team days when i was under 12 and whatnot you know they'd wake up wake me up in the morning take me up to flipping newcastle or wherever to play um so they were always behind me um no matter what and you know a lot of a lot of young boys don't have that which you know which can be hard and that's why i think you know going back to having a mentor does help you know um you know, that they can they can shed some light on situations that that can bring them forward but i think I, I managed to just get my head around things and you know put on you know puff my chest out and i just went out there and you know when i went out there it was you, you know what it's like you go on the pitch and everything you just forget everything and just concentrate on, on the football and playing mm-hmm. so you know for me was that was it you know it was my it was my escape training and playing was an escape so I just used to put everything into it and um um and then I just thought, well, I know who I am, my friends and family know who I am, so I don't care who if you know Joe blogs down the road is shouting something at me you you have no idea who I am, you know, so mm-hmm. that's how i i saw I saw it, yeah, it must have been so hard for you at the time as well, Nate obviously you're a young boy. <laughs> You know, you just want to play football. Like you just, you just hear and you're getting all this negative press and people telling you you did something that you, you know, didn't really but, do. But, but that's the thing, Kendra. It was like I was, well, I was think I was 18, just about to turn 19 at the time. You know, again, so I wasn't playing in the first team. And it, you know, it was, it's the wrong place, wrong time. For one, I was injured, um, and I've only, I only just came out of the boot, so I was in the, a trainer then, and it was killing me. But you know, it's like, Nate, you're coming out. We're all going. So it's like, yeah, you know, rather than 
me having you know more of a mature mindset to say no I'm injured you know I'm not gonna go out I'm gonna rest up and whatnot you know I went out and you know I had too many to drink and I was in the wrong place at the wrong time that is exactly what happened you know um they showed showed me the footage back of the situation and you know even then they would just they just didn't care you know because we were it was me and another guy the footballers they they just that was it they wanted us and nobody else so they made us a, a bit of a, a scapegoat yeah wow man wow it's actually crazy like that you had to actually go through that but you know like even to for a footballer that is going through that situation now that is getting tempt, tempted by his friends or tempted by certain things that are, might get him into trouble mm. you know like what would what advice would you give them in the situation they're actually in um, I think, you know, for, for one, things are so different now. I mean, when when I was going out and doing all of that, there was no, you know, people recording on phones. I mean, Nokia 3310s were out then, you yeah, know. So yeah, yeah. That's what I was rolling with. So now everything, everything is filmed and mm. photographed, you know, down to the littlest of things, you know. I remember going to Tesco's and somebody took a picture of me buying some some food and, you know, put it on Twitter and tagged me in it. And I was like, well, that's... That's that's kind of crazy. Um, so, wow. you know, you you do get to you do get to to kind of realize what's going on. But now, you know, you, you have to be so careful with with things. And how hard is it? Because you you want to still be young and still enjoy your youth, mm. as, so to speak. But you're such a big role model to these young boys that are aspiring to be in your position. So. You know, it is. I have. I don't have the answers. You know, um, a lot of everybody's different. Um, but if you can manage to to channel um, mm. what you do, you know, yes, go out, have a bit of fun. But you know, just don't fall into peer pressure of having loads of shots and drinking loads, and then you don't know what's going on, and you're the one that ends. You know, try and be try and be strong mentally. You need to be strong mentally nowadays. You know, I think. I, you know, the mental side of football was so much more. Um, and that's not just within playing, you know, that's that's within, like you said, moving away and um, having, you know, having one or two bad games and everybody thinks you're the worst player in the world. And so having that, you know, that mental strength um, nowadays is, is big. And I think that's what, that's what um, uh, I think needs to be introduced. Um, mm. It is helping people, um, just see certain situations and so that they know things, you know, can happen um, yeah. and can really happen bad. Yeah. I think it's so important for like mindset is the key for me. Like, you know, it's the biggest thing is how you see something to be, you know, it's your perspective on the situation. You know, it's so hard to switch your perspective when you're so focused on a certain thing, like I'm not playing and that means I'm rubbish and that means the coach don't yeah. like me and that means that the club don't like me and that means that. But all it takes is you to just switch your perspective and see what, no, I'm actually a Premier League player. I'm actually this. I'm actually done all of that rather than focusing on the negative. And it just takes that switch of perspective to actually do it. So for me, mindset is the key. You know, it really is the key. You need to really understand how your brain works because it, it, it's full of beliefs that, that aren't even yours. It's mm. full of beliefs that you've been told. It's full mm. of beliefs that have, that have made you the person that you are. So it's so important to, to really focus on that and tune into that, like you said. But just to go into that Swansea time for you, bro, 
mm. like how you weren't how you weren't playing and how it was such a shock to your system mm. you know how how did you deal with that situation of being told like you've had such an unbelievable career as it was till that point you know you took Swansea to Europe you've experienced so much amazing things at Swansea and now you and now you're here in the championship and you're like getting told this like how did it make you feel and how did you actually overcome that situation just before we move further into this episode I want to ask you do you feel like you are currently getting the most out of your life not just talking on the pitch here I believe that life is all about growing in all areas and to guide you in your growth I've developed the on the ball mindset planner a planner to support athletes in finding out who they really are beyond the pitch. This planner will get you thinking ahead while staying in the present. By its life assessments, daily goal settings and journal prompts and so much more. To get yours now, go to ontheballmindset.com. The content in this planner really did change my life and my hope is that it changes yours too. Yeah, I mean, it made me feel like, you know, I'm no longer good enough, you know. It's like, yeah, you know, Thanks, you know, you done well then, but now it's different. You're not good enough now. So, you know, kind of off you go. And again, it's for me, it was it from 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 my era coming up was always you kind of earn your stripes, you know. So like, you know, when I was in, in the youth team, it was you have to make the tees and you have to, you know, it, it was so different, you know, coming up and having to, to earn your stripes to be, you know, in that um that squad and, and you know be able to be yeah right okay i'm in now you know um so i felt like i had done that you know i felt like i've done everything you know like i can say we got we got promoted you know wembley you know again won the cup at wembley man of the match scored two um played in europe played so many games um so i'm thinking yeah like oh in fact you know i again i went to on loan to leicester won the prem so I'm there getting told that, you know, I'm, I can go, I can leave. And I'm thinking, and this was early in the season. It wasn't, it wasn't late. It was early. It was just after the transfer window, actually. Um, and, you know, I got told you can go. And I thought, wow, wow. Like, really? Like, really? You know, and it, it did knock me. And I, I literally, I couldn't understand the situation at the time because I was, again, I was still young. Um, and, um, but then we had a lot of younger players coming through that had potential and, you know, had that. It's all, this was the year I left, didn't it? This was the year yeah. I left. Yeah. And it's all about potential, you know, it's all about, now it's all about, you know, trying to get the younger boys to, to come and play so that, you know, they can potentially sell them on resale value or, you know, oh, we've got a 16, 17, 18 year old that's flying and da, 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 rather than thinking, oh, do you know what? you know, he can help these younger boys because he's been through a lot of experiences, you know, a lot of situations in games where, you know, like, you know, now you have to manage the game at certain times or you have to, you know, get group of boys together and, um, or you, you know, have to abandon a style of playing for five minutes. You know, you're under the caution. You know, I thought that I could give that and to be told, you know, to be told that you can go was, it was, it was just like, wow. Okay. Um, but you know, I, I cope with it well. Again, you know, having having you know um, Wayne Rutledge at the time, you know, as a good you know as a very good friend, it was it was easy for us to kind of talk about the situation. You know, I, they always to, to talk about it, and you know, you can then 
for me, it's always if I talk about things, I can, you know, yeah, I can process the situation. I can manage to, you know, turn things around in my head and think, right, I'm refocused now. I know what I have to do. I know going forward. So I'm good. Um, And it was literally like, okay, so you don't want me. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to show in training every day why I should be playing. I'm going to show every day and it was that it was first of all you know i'm, I, I'm not gonna lie I, I just thought okay cool i don't care anymore then i'm not gonna run why am i running for for you if you don't want me you know i don't want i'm not gonna do that. and that's and that that is what so many players have not being picked cool fine whatever like don't care don't care whatever you know anger. and you, what you talk about is switching that that mindset to to refocus your energy into something was it's, it's hard. It's very hard. But once you do it, it's the best thing you can do. Um, and that's and eventually we got back into the team. Um, and, you know, the first game I was in, you know, I think we lost a couple on the bounce and got put it, got thrown into the deep end. Um, hadn't played any game, any 23 games or anything. Um, and we won, I think it was 3-2 or 3-1 or something, you know, and we played sick at the time. So that was a massive confidence wow, booster. Man. That's amazing, man. It's such a, like what you just shared there is, is massive. Mm. Like that is, and that's what every footballer faces. Right? Mm. Whoever you are, you're Ronaldo, everybody faces it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that is what we all need to manage. That's what we all need to understand how to kind of go through. Like, what is it then? What is your character just going to change of who you are? Mm. Like what you're going to support the team only when you're not, when you're playing on the pitch. Exactly. And this is and this is where a big test of character comes from. You know, I used to be that guy too, like, oh, all right, you want, I want you to lose. Yeah, you know, yeah. I want you to lose. Yeah, and that's yeah. what that was my mentality. And now it's like it's got to a point where I know a lot of footballers are thinking that in that situation. Mm. But they just gotta switch their focus. They gotta mm. switch their perspective of wait, why are you actually there? Mm. What are you there for the coach? Are you there for the chairman? Are you there for the or are you, or what? You know, what is your why? Why do you do what you do? Like, it's, it, that to me is, is the key. That to mm. me is, is what is going to drive you. That is what's going to make you start to give your all again. You know, mm. it, it, it's mad what you're saying is, is so true and it's so powerful what you're saying also. Like, every footballer does experience that. Mm. Massively, massively. It's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a game of two halves, you know, it's, it's the ups and it's the downs. And, you know, there's, I feel there's more downs in, in, in yeah. football than, than ups, you know, even, even if you're at the top of the pyramid, you know, um, it can literally come crashing down within seconds, you know? Yeah. Um, and you think once you get there, you know, your head's above the clouds and you think, yeah, I'm, I've made it, you know, I've made it, but you, there's always people trying to drag you back down always, you know? And, you know, also I learned things about is talking too much, you know. I, I, I talk, I, I'm open. I talk to everybody about anything. And I always thought, you know, players or, you know, even fit, fitness coaches or, you know, wow. physio. I always thought, yeah, they're, they're you know, they're, they're cool. They're not going to go and say anything. They're not gonna... So I tell them some stuff sometimes. I'll speak and, you know, sometimes I'll say things like, about a manager or coach and you know oh, this is rubbish or i don't think that this should be happening and, you know as you do you think you know it's you think it's being kept in closed walls but in fact 
it's Chinese whispers going on, you know, then it's like, oh, did you hear what Nathan said? Or did you, what? no way, did he say that? Run into the next man, to the, until it finds its, finds its way all back to the manager. And then you're wondering why you're out on your ass and you're thinking, what have I done here? Yeah, it's not what you might, not what have you done on the pitch necessarily, but you know, you, you talking a lot of, of, of nonsense um, does not help your situation. It's so true, Nave. And like, I, like, I'm actually, it's just so true. Like, mm-hmm. that is what it is. And it does get to a point where, like, even when you're on the bench and you're like, oh, how am I not playing? Like, how yeah. No, like, what am I doing here? Like, this guy's, this guy's rubbish. Like, how am I not playing ahead of him? Mm-hmm. And you put your energy into that when rather, you should put your energy on when I get on this pitch, I'm going to make the difference. I'm right. for the team. I want this yeah. guy to do well. Like, come on, boys. Like you, it's a test of character. All this just tests your character because like, I'm a strong believer in how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you're going to give up in football, when, you're, when your life gets hard, when, mm. when your relationship gets tough, when mm. you start to argue with your wife, what are you going to mm. do then? Give up as well. Exactly. And this is, and this is the, the key of, of, of understanding, you know, that understanding like what your character is. Like mm. you're gonna get, you're gonna go through hard times. You're gonna go through these certain times. But who are you? You know, like mm. who are you, and who do you want to be, and who how do you want to be remembered? Mm. Like, it, it's so it's so important to live your life like you know, as they say, it's easy to say like live your life like it's your last. But what what you know what what would people say about you if you did? Mm. That's how do you want to be remembered? It's so important to, to live through that and to to be a testimony to your life every single day and not just now and again. Yeah, correct. When things are going well, you know. Yeah. What I mean? But just to just to go into that Leicester time, bro. Like, talk to me about that, man. Winning the prem, like being there, because I know, like, on the on the outside, it looks lit. Yeah, you know, it looks lit. But talk to us, man. Talk to us. Well, it was, again, it was um, it was a weird um situation that I found myself in. Um, originally, you know, I was I did preseason with Swansea, um. You know, Gary Monk was a manager at the time, and um, you know, I think this was his first. Is this his first? Yeah, this was coming into his first full season. So previously, he joined in January. Everything was fine. You know, we were flying. I was playing. I was scoring. I was putting it in for him. And then, you know, um, preseason came, and you know, for me, it felt like he changed. Um, I understand. You know, he's changing. He's come as a player, as a friend, into a manager's role. But I felt like he changed um, as a person. Um, and which wasn't needed. Um, so, you know, we had a, a little few altercations and again, you know, there was something I'll let you know a bit later on that I found out, you know, when I came back from Leicester, the, which was the reason why I went on loan. But um, originally, you know, I, I, I got left out of the squad, I think the first two games, um, you know, one Chelsea away and the next one, and, you know, and they, they did all right, to be fair. So, you know, I thought, okay, cool. I said, I rang my agent. I said, look, I need to go out and play. I'm not going to stay here for the whole year doing this, you know. Again, you know, coming off of the back of playing every single game, near enough. So I'm like, nah, that's not happening. You're not doing that to me. You can't do that to me. So I, you know, I, I was like, get me somewhere on loan. A couple of teams came in, you know, a couple of just promoted teams, a couple of people down the bottom. And I thought... <laughs> You know, I had a situation then, you know, because I just moved house in Swansea as well. So every, everything was in boxes. Like I had box all of, you know, up to the um, next floor, everything. Um, and my wife was, um, we just, we got a, 
and we've got a baby and she was just pregnant as well. She's pregnant with the second one. So, you know, things was, was okay, you know, had them in had the little one in nursery, we knew everywhere, everything was fine. She's pregnant, you know, got the health visitor and everything's good. Um, and then it was like, I need to go out on loan. Um, so a couple of teams came in and I thought, I'm not, I don't want to go somewhere where they're struggling. So then, you know, then it was like, I don't want to then look bad, you know, oh yeah, but he's not doing well. That's why he's not playing in this team. So a couple of ones I knocked back, you know, um, and I said, no, I'm not going to go there. Um, and then I think it was literally the last day of, um, of the transfer deadline, you know, I just finished training and I was walking to go and get, um, I was walking to the gym. Do you remember the old gym that was there? Yeah. yeah. So you have to walk to the other side. Yeah. So it was, I was walking to the gym and I had a phone call from my agent and he said, um, he just said, Leicester. I said, what do you mean? He said, would you go to Leicester? And I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, all right, cool. Um, well, I need you to drive up there now and get there before the transfer. And I said, it's, it's one o'clock. I said, there's no way I'm going to get up there before whatever time they told me I need to get up there. I said, I can't make it. I said, I can't make it. So I didn't realize that, you know, they, they, it wasn't just a, a, a move where, you know, he'd forced it through and they said, oh, okay, we'll take you. You know, they actually, you know, we're looking for a winger and my name was mentioned and they said, yeah, we'll take him. So, you know, again, rest in peace to, to, to the chairman of the time, you know, he, he, he sent his um, helicopter, um, which was fatally in that crash. Um, he sent that to pick me up from Sonzi and I went and I just flew up there. You know, I left, left my wife and my baby, my pregnant wife and my baby, sorry, um, at home full of boxes, thinking like, what's she going to do? This is crazy. You know, I've got to go off now and, you know, stay up there and play and because the season's, you know, started. So went up there and everything was, you know, amazing. The boys, you know, couldn't say a bad word about any of them. Like, great boys, great, great bunch of lads welcomed me with open arms. You know, I started in nicely. Um, I knew, to be fair, I knew a few of them from playing against them. So, you know, it was easier to just kind of come in and... um and yeah, it was it was it was it was great going there. You know, just a, a different setup, a different location, um, situation. It was it was nice. You know, so I'm going in. You know, with a you know um, a skip on my step again. You know, so I'm I'm buzzing to go to training. I'm buzzing to play. I've got that new, you know, I've got that new energy again. You know, so everything's going well. Playing and um, and I think I made my I made my debut against Aston Villa um, away came on at half time and you know I um I made a good impact and I scored which you know helped us win come back from 2-0 down to win 3-2 which then kicked off our um uh you know our run of wins. Is that the header by the way? Yeah that was a header yeah. He, he nearly killed. Well I got knocked out Guzan with big hands <laughs> rushing out. I don't know to be fair I, I don't know I've I seen Morris at the ball. I don't know why I've made a run in to go for a header, but he's played it in, and I've just gone for it. And he's knocked me clean out. So I've got. I was on. I was. Um, I was knocked out for a couple of minutes, but at the time I didn't realize I'd I'd um, I'd landed funny on my knee. So after the game, you know, it swelled up. It swelled, you know, it was really swollen, and um, the, the Ranieri wanted me to play the next match on the weekend. So I had a week to get right. 
but I knew in myself it was it was it was something wasn't right. So I had a scan and it was my my ligaments and my knee. You know, I I it was bruised and whatnot. So you know, even walking around the corner was hurting. So I was um, so I couldn't you know I couldn't make it. So I was out for two weeks. Anyways, a team were flying. They were on a run. You know, game after game banging it you know and everyone's just enjoying it you know and no one's taking anything serious it's just like wow we just beat them 3-0 that's crazy like let's go have fun you know let's go out together um and yeah I mean it, Leicester was like a real you know close-knit family and you know I, I really did enjoy my time there wow man that is so lit and then to just win the Prem bro like but really, man. They, I mean yeah then that's another side of it, you know. I mean, winning the Prem, unbelievable. You know, to 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 say I've won the Prem is is crazy in itself. Um, and to lift the trophy and all the rest of its celebrations. But you know, I can't say that I was I was um always a hundred percent. Um, you know, I, I was I was really low at one point, you know, borderline depressed. I was I was struggling, you know, I was struggling to you know, to keep my head above water. And I think it was my wife who at the time has recently moved up with me. And she, you know, she, a couple of times she said to me, are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And she said, no, no, I don't think you are. I said, what do you mean? Like, I'm good. Like, I'm, am I not happy? She said, yeah, you're happy, but you're not, you're not here. Like, you know, you, you, you seem vacant, like you're here, but you, you know, Nathan I know is not here. I was thinking, what, I don't know, what is she talking about? She's talking nonsense here. Like, I'm good. I'm good. And then it kind of made me think about, you know, everything, you know, because everything was, was going rosy. I was on the bench. I was coming on for a little bit, but I came there to play. You know, I came there to start games. And, the, you know, the team were doing so well that nobody got in. You know, it was that team from the start till the finish. Um, a fair play to them because they performed, you know. They performed 10 out of 10 every game. So I, I didn't even question or warrant saying, why am I not starting? Because... Frankly, I shouldn't be. You know, I didn't. I, you know, wouldn't in the team to start. But yeah, I was. I was. Um, I questioned myself, and I thought, Am I happy? You know, am I good? And um, then when I started to think about a lot of situations, a lot of things, and I thought, No, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not happy. You know, I'm up here on my own. Bearing in mind, a lot of the players at the time, you know, it wasn't like Swansea where everybody lives in Swansea, so you could go cinema with each other, you know, go for food like we used to do and all the rest of it, have a, have a laugh and then go home. It was, a lot of people live, you know, two two hours away, you know, Nottingham, Manchester, London, Birmingham, you know, and I was stuck in, 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 in Leicester on my own. So I didn't really see anyone outside of football as such unless there was like, you know, something going on with the club. Um, so, yeah, so I, you know, I had to, you know, she, my wife kept on saying it to me and, you know, she was the one that made me realise that I, I was struggling and it was down to a lot of factors, you know, for one, moving away from home, you know, struggling to, you know, to find a place at the time, which took a couple of months, you know, it took about four to five months. I was in a hotel, you know, um, to try and find a place. And then it was, you know, trying to get furniture, you know, all of that relocation situation, but trying to concentrate on football. And I rang my, I remember, I remember I rang, I texted my agent actually. And I said, I text my agent and I said, I'm struggling. And he said, what do you mean? I said, I'm struggling. I'm crying. So he rang me and he said, what do you mean? And I just told him a few things and he said, right, I'm coming down to see you. So he came down and he brought Kieran Dyer at the time, um, you know, was, is, is, was working, you know, for the agency and, 
you know, they had him from an early age as well. And um, they met me and we had coffee. And, you know, and they just spoke to me about a lot of a lot of things, really. And it was, you know, evaluating myself and my life and what I've got going for me. You know, I mean, it wasn't anything to do with football that they spoke about. In fact, Kieran Dyer, because he spoke about his injury troubles and, you know, how he, you know, time after time came back from that. Um, and, he, you know, he, he spoke to me not, not about football. He said, you know, look at your life, you know, you you've managed to make your mum and dad proud. You know, you, you've managed to acquire, you know, unbelievable amount of money, and, you know, wages. And you have a wife who loves you. You've got children, you know, you've got friends, you know, you, you know, you've got everything going for you. So don't take, don't have, don't let football take you under. You know, football is not the be all and end all of life, which when you're playing and you're coming up, that's it. Football is everything, you know, it's like, no, I'm not going to go on a walk. At, you know, it's Friday. I'm not going out anywhere. I'm resting because it's a game Saturday. So I need to be ready. I'm not going to be traveling anywhere because I need to train well. Um, and when you start to look at look at things in a different way, um, it did make me evaluate my life. And, you know, I was, unfortunately, I was taking it out a little bit on my wife and, you know, probably friends and family and that. But again, I didn't realize that I was down. You know, I didn't, I don't think anybody realizes that they're in that situation in that moment. Um, and yeah, thankfully, you know, I had a good support network and you know, I was able to, you know, to come up out of it and, you know, um, and rise and, and, and continue. Wow, man. Wow, man. Nathan, you know, thank you so much for sharing that. I think um, for you to share that, it takes courage. Mm. You know, it takes um, it takes selflessness, like not for yourself, and 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 it just shows like how much of a you know a loving person you are, you know, to to really to really do that. And you know, I don't really know what to say. You know, it looks so amazing on the outside. You know, winning the prem, being in the Premier League player, to be Nathan Dyer. You know, it looks so amazing on the outside, but on the inside, you can be broken and can be hurt. Yeah, and a lot of players are going through through this right now. You yeah. know, a lot of players are struggling with this sort of thing, and and really don't know what to do, or even or even are in the situation. And like you said, don't even realize it. Mm. And what do we do? We start to take it out on the, the people closest to us. Mm. The people closest to us. You know, I, endless times where I go home and start shouting at Bella for no reason. Mm. You know, I start start taking it out on my parents when it's got nothing to really do with them. They love me for who I am. They don't care about the football, like Kendrick, the football, and they. So it's it's you know when you're in that situation, you don't even realize that you're actually in it. But what advice would you give somebody that is going through that right now, bro? Yeah, I mean, it's one that you know a lot of I, I you know I've seen a lot of um, people talk about. Um, depression and you know I've got a few friends and people that I played with that have come out very openly and you know started something quite magical I feel to to let footballers know that you know we all go we we do this does happen you know mm. don't think that it does because it does happen it's okay to 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 have these feelings it's okay to um to feel down it's okay to you know um feel insecure um it's okay to cry because mm. But we're taught in this in this football world, you know, man up, man up, just get on with it, man up. You know, not only allowed to show the other side of things, and you know, a lot of people do say, you know, 
oh, just talk, just talk to me, just talk to me. But how easy is it for somebody to just openly talk? I couldn't, I didn't speak to my wife properly until I'd say, what, three, about three, yeah, about three years ago. Yeah, about three years ago, like properly open up and tell her everything from childhood, from every experience I've had. I didn't speak to her properly um, because it was always ingrained just to, to, you know, just to bottle it up, keep going, keep going, keep going. So now when people, you know, struggling with, with, with depression or being low and people just say, oh, just talk to me. You know, you can talk to me. You know, you can talk to me. If You, you know, it's like, I, I, I'm okay, thank you, but I'm not going to open up. And that's why I feel... For me, reaching out to, say, a younger boy or a younger player or whoever it is, especially seeing if they're not acting themselves or whatnot, or, you know, you, you know that something's on, you know, bothering them because, you know, a couple of times now they haven't been picked and they've been doing really well. And you think, even I think well, maybe they should get given a chance and they're not, you know, it's taking my time out to just go up to them, you know, one-to-one and just say, how are you doing? You know, again, I take it back to Cyril Regis, rest in peace. Yeah. You know, how are you? You know, talk to me. How are you? You know, not, don't, I don't want to hear about, you know, designer stuff. I don't want to hear about fashion. I don't want to hear about this and that. And I want to know about you as a person. How are you doing? How are you finding, are you coping with, with this, you know, one um, progression to the first team, this newfound fame, how are you, how are you coping with it? You know, because, no, no one has as a booklet. No one has as as a as the answers to to coping with things. You know, even the best of the best, for sure, can struggle. You know, um, I watched a few documentaries now on you know the mega stars like Usain Bolt and so on, and you know, them just wanting to just be themselves. You know, um, it's such a struggle when you have to be another person. You know, and you have a different persona. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I. I always always make sure that you know if you have loving family and friends that they love you for you like you said and mm. and and just you know even even if you can't speak just write something down you know mm. right and if you can't feel like you can't reach out that way write a letter write mm. something so that they can then come forward and, and give you you know some advice and, and help you um in that situation yeah i think it's also like to to just add on what you said it's like um really understanding your thoughts and what you're really feeling mm. like how assess yourself like how are you really feeling mm. like why are you really feeling the way you're feeling mm. and then you can kind of attack it in that way because you know sometimes when you're going through a certain situation it's like i don't know how i'm feeling i don't know what's going on i don't know what's happening mm. just kind of look around you and see like what what it really is that you desire in this life mm. like, what is it that you really want in this life because like you can get you can be and do whatever you desire to be mm. like don't let people tell you any different mm. you know like even like um, marvin sordell i think he's, he did like um uh, a plane degree mm. you know, like he's a he can be a he's a pilot you know he mm. can be a pilot we can be whatever we want to be like i know i know we live in this world of doggy dog you know mm. like we need to be men you know mm. get up get up like you said mm. in this life man you only live once and we can be whatever we want to do if you're not happy like go and do things that make you happy like don't put your source of happiness in football 
Right. Like, there's so much other things that make you happy. Like if the kids make you happy, spend time and go and do things with your kids. Like take them to the park. Like mm -hmm. just, you know, if that makes you happy, go and do that. If, if even just going out for dinner with your family makes you happy, do more of that. Mm. You know, like do more things that make you happy other than like putting your source of happiness in football because you're always chasing. You're always chasing that next thing. And that's not to say, you know, the things that you've traumatic things that you've experienced in your life. Like, you know, I can't even comprehend what people must be feeling and going through, but just, you know, for, for, for the most people that are dealing with that sort of thing, like just, you know, like understand what you really are feeling, you know, mm. go to that feeling and, and come from that place, man. But yeah. I appreciate you sharing that brother. That's good, man. That's cool. I mean, you know, I feel like, like I said to you, you know, people need to, to realize that this, these, these, these things do happen, you know, mm -hmm. um, that you're not alone, that, that, you know, it happens to people at amazing times, you know, again, me winning the Prem, you know, oh yeah, you know, unbelievable. Yeah, no, it was, again, you know, I loved every minute of it, but there was a stage, a big stage of that year that I was not okay, you know, um, I was not okay. And, you know, it's like social media now. I feel like everybody's, yeah, I did it at one point. It was like, you know, say new, new Gucci's come out, new Laboon's come out. I'm getting them. Like, you know, bam, get me them. The new Yeezy. I'm trying to get them before anyone else gets them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I can take a picture there. I got them first, you know? And it's like, and it's like, why? Like, you know, ask yourself why? Because mm -hmm. are you doing it for you or are you doing it for, for, every, for other people to look at you? You're mm -hmm. doing it to show off and for other people to be like, oh, yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, look at him. He's that guy. You know, it's like going on a night out, you know, again, you know, I've done all of these things, you know, popping bottles and all the rest of it, you know, got the, you got the, you got the, what's it called, the sparkler coming out of the top, yeah, got your song on, great times, yeah. but then it's like, and the money can be extravagant, you know, people can spend money, and when it's all said and done, you think, all right, so I've had what? a minute or two minutes of people looking over my way thinking, oh, who's that? And then they go back to what they're doing. And then you're stuck now with all of this. You got stuck with people that only want, they don't care about you. They just want what's going on there. And also your bank account's been hit, you know, and you're thinking, was that worth it? Was that really worth it for me to do that just so that, People can say, oh, yeah, did you see Nathan Dyer in the club? He was, yeah, he was, you know, he was, he was throwing around. You know, it's, it's, it's a strange, strange world we live in until you kind of, kind of understand things. And like you said about investing your time into things, you know, into your kids and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's big because, like you say, it, we're, we're just taught that football is everything, you know do everything for football and that is it like you you shouldn't be having any kind of interest outside of that because you need to concentrate on football on the training on the next game and it's like you know we have so much spare time that that that's what eats people up you know um again you know like i'm good friends with lee hendry who came out on i don't know if you've seen it was harry's harry's heroes um mm -hmm. he came out talking about it and you know we spoke um not so long ago um, David Cottrell, who's now yeah. doing you know, a foundation. And I, seeing them, being with them, be none the wiser, literally none the wiser. You know, you'd think that they, they've got, they had it all, you know, they got it all. And, but again, you don't know what's going on underneath. That's why that question 
comes back again. How are you doing? But a one-to-one, how are you? Not, mm-hmm. not. And it's like, even if they say, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, are you sure? Like, you, you know, speak to me. And yeah. it, just, 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 just keep on plodding until, mm-hmm. you know, you eventually get something because nobody's unbelievable every time. Even if you, you know, people think you are, oh, if I had a million pounds, I'd be, I'd be, you know, I'd be so happy. That does money. That does not make you happy. That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't make any of your troubles or worries go away. Trust me. It doesn't. It it's does so not. True. It's so true. And now, you know, like when you hear like more money, more problems, right? <laughs> it makes sense. It, it actually makes sense. Yeah. Trust me. And it's not just problems as in financial things that you have to pay. It's the problems inside of you. Mm-hmm. And that is what people like, you know, that's what's coming, making sense to me now. You can be, you can be a billionaire now, have so much mm-hmm. money, all the resources in the world, mm-hmm. but kill yourself. Yeah. You know, you can have all, the, you, can, you can be in, in a situation where you don't have any money, but your family's nice, you're playing games, you're playing cards, you know, mm-hmm. you're being, spending time with each other and the happiest in the world. Yeah. And look, and, and this is what it, it, it just shows that money is not a happiness. Money yeah. doesn't bring you ha- any happiness at the end of the day. It's what fulfills you and go and do what fulfills your heart. Like go and do that. And just to go back to what you said about, you know, about uh, football being a deal and end all. That was my fear of doing what I'm doing. Mm. How can you do that? You're a footballer. Mm. You can't do what you're doing. You're a footballer. How can you be a mindset coach when you're a footballer? You need to focus on football. Yeah. But my purpose, football is my dream, but fo- football found my purpose mm. life. And I want to help people. I want to help people live their best life. So mm. that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm more than just a footballer. We're way more than just footballers. Right. So what are you passionate about that you can contribute to the world rather than just being a footballer? Yeah, great. But your life at the end of the day, it's going to finish. Mm. It's going to finish. And then what? Then what? And that's why, I don't even know the stats, but I I read it the other day and I don't want to say something and quote it on it. But like, I heard like there's a mad start of like so many percent go bankrupt, so many percent like get divorced, so many percent aren't, you know, don't know what to do with their life. Yeah. And, And that's what has to, that's why people start and have to start taking action now and i and i think like now there's waking up you know this corona is kind of made people aware of that there is more to life than football what yeah. am i doing now oh my days i've got so much time in my hands what am i doing yeah yeah exactly waking exactly. them up massively massively bro and, and you're right you know you are right and it's and it's again it's it's just being able to to first of all you know see that and um and i and i do do to be fair I think that, you know, a lot of players these days are, are investing themselves into other avenues of, of life. You know, they are setting up businesses that yeah. they're looking to do. I think I heard um, one of the Chelsea boys, um, Tamori, you know, he's got yeah. his degree, you know, yeah. he can be studying. I think that's amazing, you know, have a good, you know, academically, but I think that's amazing if you, if you have that gift, you know, why not? You know, I always wanted to learn um, a second language. Um, I started to in school, but it was, you know, you're in school, you don't, you know, I was, I think from year nine to 10, I was in and out of school because I was staying in Southampton, you know, more days and not training with, you know, um, the older players. So, you know, I, I kind of just put school aside, but if you have that talent, if you have a, a, a passion, you know, go for it. And and I, I do hear a lot of fans and, you know, 
people outside of football say, ah, oh, like, you know, oh, you need to just, you need to concentrate on football. You shouldn't be doing that. What are you doing that for? You should be training. You mm. should be, you know, it's like, why, why can't I? Why, why can I not? If I'm, if, I, if I'm still concentrating on football when I'm at football, why then when I'm away from football, can I not think and do something else? Mm. You know what I mean? So what do you want me to do? You want me to go home and, and watch football till 10 o'clock at night or, or, you know, or flipping, go in the gym for 10 hours. Like what, what, what do you want me to do? You know? It's true. It really is true. You've got to really like, you've got to really find your passion, man, in life and, yeah. and really see what really drives you. You know, what because you know, really make you happy. You know, I think I was, um, a couple of the older players that's um, retired now always yeah. said to me, you know, um, you know, in this game, you have to take what you can because when it's all said and done, who will remember you? I, I, I mentioned a few players now to some of the younger boys and they have no idea what I'm talking about. And they were big names from when I was in. But once you come out of that, that line, like being on TV and that, you know, and in a team, you know, it's the next, or who's next then? You know, it's like, okay, thanks. Thanks very much. Off you go. Who's next? You know, um, and then, and then, I, then I understand why people, you know, um, get, again, get depressed because, you know, having that limelight and that, sh- you know, that light sh- shining on you is for so long to then, you know, be in the darkness. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what, what do I do? What do I, you know, what do I do now kind of thing? What do I do with my time? What do I do with my life? Now I've been lucky to, again, to have, you know, for one, a wife and, to be able to to love and join and spending time with her, you know, taking the children out, going to things and being with family. You know, I, I love barbecue. So when it's sunny, I'm like, yeah, everyone just let's let's have our barbecue and come. That's that's what I that's love. It. You know, to enjoy, you know, da- you know, me, me and you dancing and all that love. That's what that's what I that's what I hear I'm, that. Just having a having a good time and just letting everybody smile and laugh and yeah, feel- man. You know, that's that's the best thing in life. Life's um, too short, man. Yeah, to be bogged down in, you know, in a little rat race. And, you know, it's like you're chasing for something for so long. Yeah. And then once, sometimes when you get it, then it's like, oh, right, I've got... Oh, the, nice. the, you let it go and then you're chasing it again. <laughs> yeah, then it's like, then what? Oh, what did it, you know? It's so true, Nate. And just, yeah, man, like... <sighs> You, we, I think we can speak about this all day, bro, like literally. But just for anybody that did really listen to that, any footballer that's listening to this, like you're relevant now, so do something with it. Yeah. You're relevant now, use the platform that you have for something good, for something that you desire in your heart to change. Mm-hmm. Like what are you passionate about? Ask yourself what you're passionate about right now and just write it down and start mm-hmm. taking action towards that and actually use your platform, use the things that you have right now and, and use it for the, for the good, man. Correct. You've got contacts. You've got uh, yeah, that man. Form to to now start something that will you know you know continue after you finish. You know even even little things like you know Marcus Rashford for instance. You know he he went through that time in his life where you know he his mom and dad couldn't f- afford you know for food and all the rest of it. So we relied on that system. And, you know, he has obviously still got probably friends and, and family that are still in that system. So, you know, when he hears stuff that's going on, he's like, no, nah, that's not right. You know, I'm going to take action. And he's took it so far to go to the prime minister, you know. He's took it that far. So knows how much power he has. We actually have. That's what I'm saying. So he's got that, but he's got that network and that power and backing behind him to change something. 
so you know you everybody should know that they have that you know you've got that that power now mm-hmm. because again when you finish you know i'm not saying it will die off but no you know, it will yes it, it will that's the reality. It actually will die off. Like yeah. the next guy will be the guy. Like you're yeah. gonna be irrelevant. Like that mm-hmm. is actually the truth. Like most of them are gonna be irrelevant. But what are you doing right now to set yourself up? I know mm-hmm. it's scary. Like it actually is scary when you think about it. But mm-hmm. you have to. You have to set yourself up. You have yeah. to start thinking about what you're gonna do after yeah. it. Like but, I, yeah. I read something the other day, and it was um, it was something to do with me, and it was like, ah, oh, um, it was somebody talking about me. It's like, oh yeah, yeah served us well um thanks for the memories but needs to go yeah off you go now and it, you know it's literally simple as that it's like yeah you you know you, you you're finished now and off you, we need to get the next guy in you know don't care what you've done or whatever yeah it's like yeah yeah whatever you know you're not performing you know 110 you know not 10 out of 10 every game now so yeah whatever and when you when you read it, you know, I think maybe a couple of years ago, if I ever read that, I would have been, you know, like, I can't believe they're thinking like this about me. But now it just, you know, just um, makes me realize that in this life, you, you, you are irrelevant and you're irrelevant to a lot of people. So you need to make sure that within your circle, you're irrelevant. In your yeah. circle, you're you're that guy you're that you're that person that you know you know bringing your family together that you that they want to be around and you know you're a good person um you know it's like me me and my wife we do a lot of things for charity that we you know i could easily you know start getting the press in and you know do, uh, there's a there's a there's a thing that we do here um every christmas um and it started a while ago actually um it started with you know like neil taylor and ashley williams and stuff mm-hmm. and you know uh, me and wayne kind of continued it on um afterwards and it was you know finding children that were that didn't have you know from um, broken homes and you know um mm-hmm. situations where you know it was it's tough on them you know i won't go into detail but mm-hmm. bringing them and letting them have you know it was just like one day it, it to, to enjoy everything took them to to the to the to the um thing park you know when at, down on that thing when it was like all the rides and stuff so it would be like you know we'd bring them to to the toy shop and then you know bring them there and let them just you know just eat. you know we were there as well and it you know we just talk to them like normal and it's like yeah well, you know let them enjoy that time and that and that and that that day um and and it was is amazing to see but again you know i do things for me i don't i'm not doing anything for to put to post on social media for people to be there oh you've done such a good job oh that's a me- i don't care you know i i know if it's making me happy and smile like mm. i've touched somebody today you know made them you know smile and think yeah nation diet you know forever will be in their minds that you know i i done something nice for them i've done something good for them because mm. i can you know hand on heart say that there's not a lot of people that have met me that can say bad things about me no, you know because I, I, I like to treat people again, you know, how they, they should be treated. And um, and it, it's always, you know, as this world, as a man, it's, it's a macho world, isn't it? Everybody wants to be, you know, that strong guy and like, yeah, you know, I'm that person. But, you know, everybody's vulnerable. Everybody's got a weak point. Amen. Amen, brother. Thank you so much for coming on today, brother. I forgot to touch on the fact that your dad was my coach. Oh my days! I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, so that was 
I think that was just before, because I, I went on, I think I went out alone to Sheffield United when oh, he came. Oh, no. Yeah, he came in with Jan Portbleek. Yeah. Uh, and he was my coach for, for a little while. Uh, and then I eventually I went on, on lunch to Sheffield United. But yeah, your dad was... Um, wow, man. How was, how was that time? Yeah, it was good, you know. To be fair, it was, it was amazing. And when I look back, it was, I was a bit annoyed that I didn't stay um, because that was when they were bringing a lot of the youth, younger boys. They were just playing yeah. them. So it was like, yeah. they were like literally playing all of the youth, younger boys and my era as well. And, you know, everyone was getting a chance and playing and it was, it was amazing. Everyone had freedom and playing and it was, they done all right to be fair, you know, they done well. They done yeah. well. Yeah, I remember my dad spoke about it the other day actually and he was saying about how, because I think they like uh, got minus points and stuff and, and stuff mm. like that. It was a nightmare. But yeah, man, like, like you said, like even, even to speak about my dad a little bit, you know, it was, it's a blessing to have somebody that's already experienced it, like you said, um, yeah. someone that experienced it that you can actually relate to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's been through everything that I'm going through. So it's kind of that having that relationship where I can go f- to him for certain things because he understands, yeah. you know, it's that, that certain things. And he would never like say I played well if I didn't, or he would, he would just be honest with me straight up of what, what it really was. And I appreciate that so much about it. And he kind of knew my character as well. So he knew when to say it, when not to say it and, and certain things like that. So it, it was, it's a blessing to have somebody like that. Mm, massively. And that's, that's why I, you know, for me, I definitely want to do something in that avenue is, is, is help people is, is definitely, you know, help um, people that have a lot of self-doubt in themselves mm-hmm. when, you know, they have for one or the ability in the world, but, you know, then they're a nice person, but that self-doubt is such a, is such a burden. And, you know, it's so easy for managers or coaches, you know, even fans to just, you know, say a few things and, make your confidence just drop you know you know we need to always maintain that if you want to get the best out of somebody you need to maintain that and at the same time that person needs to um evaluate their own situation and and and, and help yeah, them so right. you're so right and i'm sure you're gonna do amazing things bro like you're definitely gonna do amazing things and everything that you've experienced everything that you've learned along the way and um, yeah, man, you, you're a light, bro. You're a light, man. And I thank you so much for coming on there, being so vulnerable, open about your journey. And I know you've helped so many players, you know, going through challenges right now. You're a blessing, brother. And I appreciate you. And uh, God bless you, man. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, and, you know, I love what you're doing and keep doing it because, you know, it's, um, it's what's needed right now, especially in, in this world of... Uh, of circumstances so you know it's been it's been a pleasure and love speaking to you bro always so much bro yo it's kenji i hope you enjoyed this episode and as always i want to keep this conversation going so please send me a dm on instagram with any thoughts takeaways and any questions